What's up, guys? It is hot take without the hot take here, we're and back. we're back with another one episode of Junior Senior Two Views NFL Draft. The first, second, and third rounds have already happened. Yeah, we're gonna go over. We're not gonna go over every single pick no, in the first round, the first round, but first round. we first are. Round yeah, sense. we'll go over the first round. So, first overall, Trayvon Walker. Uh, he shot up the draft boards in the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I think Cat was out of the bag, and he went first overall. What do you think? Well, I mean, it's expected that, you know, it's hype. There was more talk about Hutchinson going first rather than Walker. I Look, you don't know until it happens. And that's what I feel about the draft. You don't know. You can do as many combines as you want, but you mm. won't know until they're actually in the thick of it, in the action. So Jacksonville needed to address defense. They had dealt with offense by getting Trevor Lawrence last season. Yeah, they still need a line, though. They still need a line, but right. right now, that you know, I think that's what's expected for the first. It's a very defensive-heavy yep. first beginnings, the and, first 10 draft picks, of and course. And as a result of that, Hutchinson went second overall. Uh, I got one of my picks right. Ahmad Gardner went to the Jets. He went to the I, Jets. I yes. knew they were going to take him because I felt he the was sauce. probably the most athletically gifted corner in the draft, uh-huh. and I think that the Jets just like that type of corner. Considering well, what they've what they've done, they're good at developing corners. Yep. So I feel like he'll be good for them. It suits Robert Sala. I mean, he's the defensive coordinator. He wants to address the defense. You know, that's a that's a corner that's about shutting down your best receiver. So that that was expected. I'm not surprised by that. Now the Giants had two top ten picks, five and seven. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy with how it's gone. They took Kayvon Thibodeau fifth overall. He fell right to them. Probably one of, probably in my opinion, the best edge rusher in the draft. Um, he's he's still a little bit of a project in terms of he's not a he's not a plug and play right now, but his physical attributes he could be a perennial All Pro. Yep. And then seventh overall, they needed a lineman. Uh, I was I thought they were going to take Iki Ekowanu to pair up with Andrew Thomas, but. Uh, he went sixth overall to the Panthers. He should be good in protecting Christian McCaffrey in the run game because he's a dominant run blocker. But the Giants get Evan Neal, who many are calling. They needed to address yep. the offensive line. Yep. And if you're going to do that, you're going to get defense on one side. You get offensive line on the other side. You want to know that Daniel Jones can be protected. Yep. You also want to know about the running game, if the running game can get lanes opened up. And apparently he's the best tackle right now out there. He's got good footwork. Yep. They've they've done you know, they've done their background check. And again, this is all about the scouts and all yep. about what they're doing as far as what they're looking for. Now the crazy thing, wide receivers started flying off the board, and Green Bay are salty because they needed wideouts. Well, they didn't um, get it in the first. They round. They got one in, in the, the second. second. Round, yeah. Um, Drake London went eighth to the Falcons. Garrett Wilson went tenth to the Jets. Chris Olave shot up a couple. Couple slots to the Saints. Jamison Williams went to the Lions as they traded up. Uh, the Eagles traded up and got Jordan they Davis. Trade though, and I, remember I, the trade. Yep, the Eagles made a trade to was, get AJ Brown. Yeah, that's massive and they extended him. But the Titans also got Traylon Burks with the pick they got back yeah. for. Um, and I think there's a little bit of a butterfly effect here. It goes back to Trent Baalke giving Christian Kirk $18 million a year. Yeah. And now wide receivers across the league are like are looking, hmm, why, why aren't I getting that money? Devontae Adams asked that question. And uh, the Chiefs realized Tyreek Hill was going to ask that question. That's why they had to tr- 
those two got traded. But of course, this is what we need to talk about here. Even though wide receiver, even though wide receivers started showing up in the late first round, right? Wide receivers are out there. Yeah. And so for teams out there who are thinking, okay, AJ Brown wanted the money, but the Tennessee Titans weren't prepared to pay that money. Yeah. What did they do? They drafted another guy who's just like AJ Brown. Yeah. So, you know, this is what happens. Quarterback, uh, wide receivers are are the new thing now. Yep. And so, as far as quarterbacks go, next year. Who the do you, only quarterback yep. who got selected in the first round was Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Pickett. Goes to Pittsburgh. Went to Pittsburgh. They and had their choice between Willis and Pickett. I don't think Willis hasn't been pulled out yet. Yep. And I think yet. the teams are a bit sort of skittish on it. Well, because he so, is he's still a wild card. Of he course. Needs, he's very, very raw. So, I think with Kenny Pickett, just as a side note, it's important to identify the fact that many, many years ago, in the 80s, when Terry Bradshaw was retiring... Pittsburgh could have had a chance to draft Dan Marino, yeah. who was from Pittsburgh. So yeah. I guess they're trying to make sure they're not going to make that mistake again. So they drafted Kenny Pickett. He's obviously the future, yeah. and Mitch Trubisky's the present. Yeah. Who or do you who do you, who do you think is the the biggest loser of the draft? Well, I'd, I'd say initially Green Bay, but I wouldn't think so because they did get a wide receiver. Yeah, but they around. they reached heavy for Quay Walker, twenty second overall. They did. I don't know if they, they it, look. Even if you didn't want Pickens or anyone else at that position, because you, you they had a chance to get Pickens later. What's yeah. wrong with um Nicobe Dean in, in, right there? What was wrong with Nicobe Dean if they needed a linebacker? Well, look, I think it's it's around. Matt, Aaron Rodgers and what Aaron Rodgers would want, but it's not about that. They obviously know that they needed to address the issues on defense, and they addressed it yep. early. But every team addressed those defensive issues early. Yeah, you know this was a this was a very this is a very heavy defensive laden first round, and they addressed it. What do you think about the Cowboys taking Tyler Smith, twenty fourth overall lineman out of Tulsa? I think it's a pretty stinky pick, just because of the fact that Tyler Smith. Is very very raw on a playoff team, yeah. on a line that needs significant help immediately. I don't think this was the right pick for the Cowboys. I think they should have taken Linderbaum here, yeah. and they could have shifted someone else to center. So whether that would have worked or not remains to be seen. But I think that was a pretty bad pick. But the Jets have, in my opinion, been the biggest winners of the draft. They they took Jermaine Johnson. They traded up multiple times to get some. Fantastic pieces. They're building a really nice squad. You talking about the Jets? Yeah, the Jets. I don't really care about the Jets. They are built. Look, I know. Look, Giant fans here. But I know, but look, you got to give them credit where credit is due. I don't give credit. Where they credit they did really well in this draft. I don't care to give credit where credit's due. I don't care about the Jets. Uh, look, I like Joe Douglas and what he's doing, and he did a very good job in this draft. All right. So, a moment of silence for the Chicago Bulls. One Let me just hang on. Hold on. Wait. I gotta. I gotta play. I gotta play the, the music that means so much to me. Goodness sake. Are we playing? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Put it to bed, folks! <laughs> off off this off the beaten script here. This young man came to me and said, I think the Bulls are in this after they, they won the game three. Look, I think the Bulls are in this. Look, they played they played a really good game in <laughs> they played a really good game in game because two. Because Lamar had the game of the century. He scored yeah. forty odd points, but yeah. ever since then, 
right down the toilet. A lot of things went wrong. First Woo! of all, first of all, the buck uh, Giannis happened. Oh well, Giannis, Giannis was everywhere. Giannis. and Vucevic couldn't handle him. Yeah, no matter what, Vuce- they threw everything at Giannis. They threw Vucevic at Giannis. They threw Tristan Thompson at Giannis. Oh, they Tristan threw, Thompson is horrible threw, defensively. They threw everybody at Giannis, and they couldn't stop Giannis. And then in Game Five, they just spaced the floor. Yeah, and then guys like Grayson Allen and Bobby oh Porter stepped up. Those yeah. guys stepped up and did. How, the, the, he dropped Grayson Allen dropped twenty seven against matter. the Bulls. He dropped twenty seven against them yeah. because the look, Bulls defense was not that good. Yeah, the Bulls have been missing. Uh, look. They missed. It was apparent in the series that the Bulls missed Lonzo Ball badly. <coughs> they were missing that playmaker to get them really um, started on the fast break. They were missing that that piece. They had to play uh, Demar a lot of the times as their point guard. They were missing that traditional playmaker which Lonzo provides. So it was clear that they they were missing that one something. I don't think Lonzo coming staying healthy would have. May, would have won the series for Chicago, but it would have made it a lot more competitive. They are missing a couple things as well in the front court. They need more defensive help. I mean, Pat Williams is good. I he's think he, good. I well, think he's got potential as a defensive stopper, but he still needs more development. I will say this. He showed up in Game 5 as much as he could. Kobe White off the bench yeah, showed up he, in Game yeah. 5. There are a lot of question marks for the Bulls going forward. First of all, is Zach Levine. Yeah. Are you going to give him... Because he, he, didn't, he didn't show up because of protocol. Yeah. He didn't show up because of protocol. And what, are you going to give him the money? All right, so... I think he will re-sign this offseason because the, the Bulls are becoming... They're, they're not at the... Con, they're relevant, but they're not a contender. <laughs> they're relevant, but they're not a contender. <laughs> they got exposed. And yeah, so, they did. Look, I, look... I knew. Uh, I sort of knew deep down in my heart that you they sort of knew. That's not what yeah. you were telling me. You like they got a chance now. Well, they the Bulls got a chance. Yeah. That, okay. But look, after they won that game, I was really impressed with what they put up in games one and two. They fought back in game one. They had a chance to win game one. They could. They won game two. But from there, from there, it was all done. I feel like the Bulls need to do some more work. Uh, in free agency, they need to re-sign Zach Levine first and foremost. They need a defensive big. Vucevic is an, is sort of a liability on that end. They need a defensive big, uh, probably a role player to come off the bench for them. All right, moving on. Yep. One of the main storylines going into the upcoming Bucks-Celtics series, which I'm very excited about. I'll tell you. This is the finals before the finals. I'll tell you one, one, revenge. Because if you think back to 2019, mm-hmm. uh, the Celtics stole one game yep. away from home yep. at the Pfizer Forum, and the very uh, apt Paul Pierce declared the series over. Yep. And Milwaukee curb stomped them in four straight games. Yep. Tatum, Brown, and Kyrie all well, turned into Kyrie, uh, all turned into ghosts in that series. Mm-hmm. So this is about revenge for the Celtics. I think it comes down to a couple of things. I think outside of... I think the difference with this story is going to be Brooke Lopez. Because Brooke Lopez is not going to be that back-to-the-basket center that he was. He's going to be pulling, well, he's being he's more... going to be pulling guys away from there. That means Giannis is going to have more time to play where he wants to play. Yeah. And so if Brooke Lopez gets a couple of threes out, that's going to pull Tice and Williams away. That means Giannis is going to go... Well, in. I think one of them, uh, one of them will probably track... Uh, they'll 
probably single off one because what they what the Bulls tried to do in game two and what they did pretty well was single off one big onto um, onto Brook Lopez. Yeah. So I think that's what they'll do. They'll probably put uh, a thing, probably put Tice on Lopez and then have Williams track back into the paint to okay. try. And so I I mean I also think that. The Celtics are the hottest team right now. Yeah. And so I think it's going to be even series. Unlike the last series for either one of those teams, this is going seven. Yeah. I think I kind of believe in my heart of hearts that the Bucks will take it in seven. It's going to be hard, but I'm, I'm saying the Bucks will win in seven. But I, I don't know. You think the Celtics? I'll I, say it. I think, the, I think the Celtics might take this one. They just look, they look so complete. Okay. I think this. I think they're playing off of a hell of a lot of momentum. Yep. They're playing a lot. They're playing on a lot of rest as well after yep. sweeping the Nets. Mm-hmm. I think they're more fired up. They're more ready to go. Adaka has these guys locked in. I think they've got all the pieces to to go to the promised land. I okay. think this might be it. Okay. Next. Next. All right. You can do this. So this who next gets one. the edge in the Sixers? Heat series. Ooh, okay. So the Sixers just so dispatched now, of the Raptors but convincingly. But it came with a big cost. Embiid is out indefinitely. Yep. Really? Did yep. not know that. Yep. He's been playing for multiple injuries during yeah, this playoffs. The thumb and everything The thumb else. and now an orbital fracture and a mild concussion. So he's going to be out indefinitely. Harden has just started to wake up. Oh, boy. But that is a big loss. If that's Depending the- on... If he comes back during the series or not. So he suffered that against Pascal Siakam, who inadvertently yep. caught him with an elbow yep. during, during But the let's... Look, I'm going to play devil's advocate, and let's say that Embiid doesn't return this series. There is absolutely no way that the Sixers can win without him. No, no, no. No look, way. Look, look. This is what it is. Ultimately, without Embiid there, then Bam Adebayo can hang down in the center. Yeah. There's no other center that's going to match that. No, with no, no, no. With Embiid on the court... That means Adebayo has has him exclusively. And that'll be more pressure for Bam Adebayo to actually have to focus on Embiid, who's going to be everywhere. So if Embiid is not playing in this series, and they are determining him out, and I, I would dare say that he'll be back because they will do everything in their power to get him back. Because oh, yeah, if yeah. If not for that, the series is over. But if he's there, I think, it'll, again, this is another, I believe, another seven-game series. I kind of think that the Heat have the edge on this one. Merely from the depending, bench, the bench aspect. For depending me. on if Embiid is healthy or not, or when he comes back. But for me, it's about the depth. I think Miami has a little bit more depth now. Yeah. Now that we see that Victor Oladipo has been dusted off and can play, yeah. I think that they have a lot more depth than the Sixers do off the bench. And yeah. I think the Sixers, although they made the trade for Ben Simmons to get Ben Simmons out, they got Joel Embiid. And Paul Millsap, that's it. Yeah. They lost Seth, Seth Curry, which I think is a big, big blow to them. So I think the edge probably goes to the Heat on this. One. Yeah. Who gets? Uh, do the Warriors have it, have the next series against the Wolves or Grizzlies? I think whoever they play against are winning. I think so, whoever whoever they verse in the next round, they go. They go to the Western Conference Finals. I just think that the Warriors this year are just so like they're dominant. They're, they're just dominant. It's not just Clay, Dre, and Steph anymore. Jordan Poole, man, we might just be seeing his breakout year. Yeah. He is playing so in- incredibly well. Wiggins is also contributing very well. Um, they're, they've got, uh, if you want to talk about depth, 
The Warriors have that in spades. They can stick any lineup out on you. Yep. If they can, if you want to go small, they can go small. They, if they want to go the super size lineup, they can bring Kuminga in. Yeah. So we don't know the the outcome of the Memphis Minnesota series. That's wrapping up yep. tonight, I believe. Yep. Our time, not our time, but you know, it's yep. Friday over there. I think that the team to give the the Warriors the most trouble, in my opinion, will be the Grizzlies. Yeah. Just because of not just John Moran, but yeah. Bain. Yeah. All right? Brooks. And they have Brooks. Anderson. And, right. They have some guys in there that can yeah, but. fill it. And I, and I also believe in the center spot, you don't have what the Warriors had against Denver. Against yeah. Denver, they had Joker, Joker being pulled outside. Having to defend or roll yep. off pick and rolls to defend those guys, they have Jared Jackson who is used to doing that. And they yep. can pull away from there, but, so I think they'll give them the most trouble. But I'm just looking at championship experience. Yeah, I've said this again. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The Warriors have been, were went to five straight finals. They won three of them. Yep. They those guys, Clay, Steph, and Dre, they know the traps of the playoffs. They know. When to play when the lights are brightest, they can handle the pressure. the The Grizzlies showed a little bit of faltering in this Wolf series. Yeah. Um, they had to fight back a lot. They've had to play from behind a lot. You're not going to be able to play from behind against the Warriors. No way, no way. You're you're going to be able to play from behind against the Warriors. Okay, all right. Moving on. Uh, yep. The next question is, what's next for the Jazz after losing? To the Mavericks. Now you can say it. They are frauds. Now you can say Absolute it. Absolute frauds. You've been waiting for this. Oh, my God. I've been <laughs> waiting for this. Honest- it's the loss they had to have, though. Isn't yeah. It? Honestly. Isn't it the loss they had just, to have? Honestly, this is the fourth straight playoffs that they've faltered when they've had some type of expectations. But this is the first time them. they faltered in the first round in a long time. They, they, this is the first time they've lost in the first round since 2019. Yeah. They need to no 2020 in the bubble. Yeah, yeah. They need to blow it up. They you need to get rid of. A, uh, I and I don't mean blow up the whole core because I think Donovan Mitchell is too valuable a piece to to be able to to trade and Rudy Gobert's contract is basically unmovable. I say blow up the entirety of the depth and the coaching staff. You need so a Schneider's you, gotta go. You, yep. You need That's a new it. you need a new identity for this depth. And uh, I think the only one that needs to be spared is Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, he's good. But the rest of them, Hassan Whiteside's been... Uh, uh, oh, his only attribute has been shoving Mavericks players. Uh, uh, the rest of this, the rest of that depth needs to go. So what they, I, need to, they need to okay. completely overhaul. So my takeaway from Game 6 was this. A lot of things. Yeah. They, Utah made no adjustments because Dallas spread the floor. And yep. basically had three-point shooters in the corners up top. Yep. And they didn't get Rudy out and go small. Yeah. Gobert was exposed. And he's exposed offensively. He can't. You know, Rudy he, Gobert is good for the, for the alley-oop. Yep. He's good for the putback. He can't do anything when he gets the ball in his own. Yeah. He can't he's do it. He's offensively and, limited. And, and, and defensively, you could say he's limited as well. Of course. He can't, he can't defend the perimeter to save his can. life. He can only he defend can. in the paint, he and when, even when you put, even even then, if you put a shifty guy like Luca in the paint, he's gonna blow right by yeah. him. So, so they were exposed in this playoffs. I don't think it would have looked even if Bogdanovich hit that shot, which was no, wide they, open. They were gonna they're lose. They're going to Game Seven. They would have lost. They need to blow up the entirety of the depth 
It you have Gobert go. and Mitchell till 2026. Yeah, you need I don't to know what you can do. With overhaul that. the depth. Do what the Celtics did. The Celtics blew up the entirety of their depth in the, at the deadline and got pieces to fit their new system with Adolka. That's what the Jazz need to do because you need you need to do something. You can't move that Gobert contract without giving up assets to move it. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell is way too valuable to give up just straight. For, uh, he, he can get he, some form, he, But he provides more valuable value to a team than you can get in a trade. So okay. you need to overhaul the entirety of the depth. Quinn Snyder's got to go. They need to. They need a complete change and makeover to this roster. Next. All right, moving on. You to go with that one. All right. Um, what does New Orleans take from the series loss to the Suns? I think pride. Yep. They played damn well. And I think there's rumors and grumblings now that Zion is discussing a potential extension. Well, he's, he's so up for extension. This is good. This is... Look, this... For the... Look, I have put my hands up in saying I was wrong about this organization. At the dead... Before the deadline, I called them lazy. I bagged them for, for completely botching the Zion situation. But it seems like they've done a lot of good work... After the death, they've realized the issues and say, we don't, we can't tank. We can't tank yeah. with a piece like Zion. We need to compete. So they gave up some valuable act. They don't have to give up a first round pick because they, because they made the playoffs. They don't have to. It was a conditional first round pick. So they're, they're buzzing right now. So they don't, right now, they have assets to build off of. Yep. You discovered Eddie Alvarado out of nowhere. Herb Jones, Yeah, Herb Jones out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon Ingram is developing into, into the superstar we thought he was going to be. Yeah, uh, Valachunas has been great. Yeah. I think you've got yourselves a roster here. When Zion comes back, he's got himself a beautiful supporting okay. cast. Okay, so I could take from that is let's not forget the fact that Chris Paul was 14 of 14. That's yeah. an NBA record. Yeah. He was, he carried. He basically said to the Suns, I got this. Yeah. We're not going back to Phoenix to play game seven. No. We're going back to Phoenix to rest. Yeah. Because I'm old. I'll, I'll do it. Book and, needs book needs time. Right. And so it wasn't even Booker. It was Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, who, by the way, is you got to give him his money at the end of the season. Yeah. But besides the point, yeah, I agree with you on that. Alvarado, Herb Jones, some really good pieces there. And CJ McCollum. Yeah. You know, let's not forget that. This is a guy he had a he, he, has, he had a serious health issue. He's got playoff experience. He's a veteran. He's come there. He's calmed things down. And he also had a collapsed lung. Absolutely. And let's so this is the one thing if you're saying design is has a lot of money on the table. And it's looking after his health. Yeah. He's probably gonna need to lose some weight just to reduce the potential injury on his foot, which is pretty serious when you have a thing running through it. Yeah. So I think there's some good pieces there, and and then you give Willie Green the full time coaching job. I think you have clearly, to. You have to. clearly they he's, they bought into what he's doing, so you have to do that. And they they can take they can hold their hands up hold their heads up high because they fought each step of the way with, with yeah. the Phoenix. They didn't they didn't back down. And look, the fan base has returned hot and heavy because you the, were the, the, yeah. asking to move the New Orleans the New Orleans fan base. Um, for um for the longest time I thought was only sort of football related. But now since the team is actually starting to develop a winning culture, mm-hmm. they're returning to, to uh smoothie arena. Okay. Let's move on. Yep. Okay. Fair for Jerry West to seek an apology 
for the depiction of himself in the HBO series Winning Time? Um, I don't... Uh, look, there's, a de- there's definitely um, a borderline thing with uh, creative licensing in um, TV shows. Mm-hmm. I think... I don't... I don't think Jerry West can really... Uh, he can holler all he wants. I don't think they're really going to change his character because it's too late at this point. But, like, I think it, they took... They they had creative licensing, but they took it a little bit too far in completely changing his personality. And uh, But they did the same thing with Michael Orr in The Blind Side. And Michael Orr said, that's not who I am at all. So, I mean, it's not really... He can say what he wants. It's not like they're going to completely shift his character in this season. Maybe in the next season, but no. Look, I, I will. I will look, I'm not sure. I kind of feel like there's not a lot that he can do, and so HBO has defended that, and they have said it was a malicious assault. That's what Jerry West has said. Yeah, it depicted him as an alcoholic, an out of control, a rageaholic. Um, again, the producer Adam McKay has basically said, you know. This is what they've done. That you know, they've issued a statement saying they have a long history of producing compelling content, for, and fi- that are fictionalized in part. So, and that's a disclaimer they put in their show. I've watched Winning Time, and they've put that as a disclaimer. So, some of the events may be dramatized and maybe fictionalized. Yeah. But again, it's that whole idea of creative licensing. Yeah. So, what are we saying here? So, and it's not just it's not just about Jerry West. There are characters out there that are still living. Pat Riley, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, those guys are still out there. And so I get the fact that it's someone who's currently out there, but I don't think it's going to affect Jerry. No. I don't think it's going to affect Jerry West's brand. He is a very successful businessman. He's, you know, beloved in the, in the he's state a of great, He's one of the greatest basketball executives I just think ever. he has to let it go because yeah. it's, I don't think it's going to change anything. It, it won't, says, no. And what they say here, it's not a documentary and has not been presented as such. However, the series and its depictions are based on extensive factual research. And so they've done their research and that's what they presented. Whether or not Jerry West can do anything about it remains to be seen. I don't know. Whatever. Is Chris Bassett correct in indicating that there is a problem with the baseballs leading <coughs> to hit batters? Now, the Mets, we did talk about the Mets being hit by pitches. Um, and I just, I, I just chalked it up to a lack of command. Now I think there might be a little bit more fallacious things going on here because I think this, ball. Is, this is multiple franchises, though. Yeah, but I think it's the ball because Chris Bassett and of is a pitcher. It was in, it was in, and it really uh, came to a head in the St. Louis series. Yeah. You had uh, Pete Alonso getting yeah, hit yeah, in the head, and then Aaron, and then the Mets obviously responded, uh, hitting Arenado in the shoulder, and he reacted, thinking it was going to his head, and the scuffle broke out. Pete Alonso was was dragged to the ground. Yeah, Arenado was fine. Yeah. So, um, I think there might be... Look, it's also... It is a lack of command still. But... And because players had to turn it on straight after the lockout. But I also think it's like... There might be something else going on here. I don't know what it is. Bassett... I'm going to leave this article. Basically, he's saying... has a pitcher. So, he is saying... That he's concerned because it's the baseballs. So he blamed the baseballs on this. And what he's saying yeah. is that, you know, the baseball size, the baseball shape, is something wrong with it that's happening. He said it's extremely annoying to see your teammates constantly get hit. Even if, And if you get hit by certain pitches, it is what it is. But don't get hit in the head. So he's basically, he's the pitcher. 
So the fact that as a pitcher he's saying this is a problem, and let's face it, outside of anybody else getting the ball, the pitcher would know. He's yeah. the one throwing the ball, you know, X amount of times a game. Yeah. He knows what the ball feels like. Yeah. More so than a hitter or than anybody else would know. Yeah. So it's it's about the balls. If the balls are a problem, then baseball needs to address it before someone gets hurt. Baseball aren't going to do anything about well, it. Probably not. But again, they put the product out. They don't want to create some specter. But well, they've already know, been. They doing should just that go with wiffle balls. I like wiffle balls. God, go with wiffle balls. It's plastic and it's fun. You, yeah, you go for a lot of them. But yeah, why not? Yeah, but that's like how are hitters <laughs> going to be able to hit? Oh, it's fun. I strike out hitters. I like wiffle balls. But and, but I don't think there's really like. It is, it's an interesting situation, and the fact that the Mets now are the leaders in being hit by pitches is is something else that's interesting to me. I don't know. All right. That's our show for today. Uh, a lot of stuff that we Mostly have to Mostly basketball. Mostly we'll basketball. We'll get to the, the, the NHL playoffs are going to start next week, so we'll Ooh, dive into that. And it's there's an estimated matchup between uh, the Rangers and the Pens, which we're going to be looking at, and we're going to be dissecting. So that's going to be interesting. So uh, if you're coming from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing two times a week. Yep. And we're as we just said, we're going to have Stanley Cup playoffs coming up soon. And More NBA playoffs. playoffs. Yep. And we will see you guys next episode. Adios.